0: well good morning happy new year Year. Uh, okay if i say happy new year shout happy new year back to me will you okay happy new year Year. okay now all of those online those of you guys online talk to me now happy new year Year. (laughs) (laughs) welcome to all those of you watching us online it's great to be together welcome to our first in-person service for 2023 also our first communion service for 2023. We have turned the page of the calendar and accordingly my message today is turning the page. Okay, we're going to be talking about turning the page of our calendar, turning the page of our lives and above all turning the pages of scripture. Amen. So that our life can be everything that God desires it to be for this year. Welcome to everyone here present. I believe we have some first time visitors. Welcome to you, okay? Um, we want to welcome specifically as well Pastor Andrew and his wife Lorraine. They are the parents of our drummer today. Uh, prayer. Brother, just, just wave to us, Brother Andrew, right? and, and the brothers and sisters. They're filling the row over there. Welcome. God bless you. All right. Um, I know there's a brother at the back and sister. Any, anyone else, uh, your first time visitors? Any other first time visitors yet today? Welcome there, at the back there. Over there, welcome, 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 guys. And uh, it's your first time. I hope it will not be your last. Amen. So enjoy the service. Feel at home. We believe that church is family. Amen. Praise God. Are you guys well? Have you enjoyed the festive season? It's been a bit different this year, hasn't it? It's been, I don't know, it's just different. But praise God we are here, and I trust you had some time of relaxation as well. Well, we're going to be talking then about turning this page into this new year. And as we already heard this morning, it is a new year, but our God is the same. Amen? Isn't that good news? (laughs) Our God remains the same. So much is happening in the world. You know, and, and if you've been following news, international news, uh, those of you who are, uh, you know, just, not just South Africans, you come from other nations, you've been following news in, in your nation. I've been following news in my nation, Brazil, and it's, it's going crazy. And, and if you follow news in Europe, and, and it, it is crazy. Sometimes we look at the news and we say, Lord, is there a hope? And, and, and humanly speaking, it, it doesn't seem like it. But I thank God for one thing. God does not change. Hebrews 13.8 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In other words, what you read about Jesus in the New Testament, how he is portrayed. And as we understand that Jesus is God become flesh. So all that God is that you read in the Bible is in Jesus And he has not changed. He's still the same loving, forgiving, encouraging, empowering guy that he was when he walked on earth. He's still. And if you think guy is a bad word, it is not. Because the whole universe right now is being governed by a guy, a human being, Jesus Christ. Because when he rose back from the dead, he didn't come up in some kind of spiritual body. He rose up in a fleshly body. A glorified body, the same body that you and I are going to get at resurrection or transformation, you know, whichever comes first. Jesus became a man, we celebrate in Christmas his birth, when God became incarnate, remember the big word, incarnation, I spoke about it on the 25th. He became a man, he died and he rose again as a man. And he ascended to heaven as a man, as a human being. (laughs) We have a human being right now in charge of this universe. And Jesus has not changed. And it's important for us to know because although this world may change and this world goes crazy, if we know the word of God, we know that history is linear. It is going somewhere. And this year we're going to take time. To study this kind of thing a bit more in depth than we did last year or the year before because it, we, the clock is ticking so much these days that we need to be aware there's so much nonsense going on in the world today that we need to be well grounded in scripture there are so many strange beliefs and so many things rising up against biblical principles that we have to be well grounded in Scripture. And so it is a great thing to know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Psalm 119, 89 says the following, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. You you see, because Jesus is the same, because God does not change, guess what? His word does not change either. His word remains true. It is settled it is established it means that every promise that god has made shall be fulfilled we we looked last year towards the end of the year we looked at promises that god made and god fulfilled them promises to abraham promises to moses you know and to 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 zechariah we we saw that it was and so many of god's promises have been fulfilled already and you know what because of that we know That the remaining promises in the Bible, he is going to fulfill. What he has promised you, what he has promised us, he will fulfill. It also means that every prophecy shall come to pass. Again, many prophecies have come to pass. And and I believe that the ones that are about to be fulfilled will be fulfilled. Simply because all the others have been fulfilled. So many prophecies. I mean, in the life of Jesus alone, over 300 Old Testament prophecies were fulfilled in one lifetime. Now, you, how, call that a coincidence. What are the odds of one single person fulfilling so many prophecies? And so what God has spoken shall come to pass why because his word is established and that's good news for you and for me because we can believe the word of god we can have something firm to stand on because it is settled in jesus name hallelujah now we are familiar you know at the beginning of every year it is an opportunity and there is a motivation to change and to grow January and February are usually months of changes. And, and, you know, you're familiar with the New Year's resolutions everybody makes. New Year's resolutions, you know, those that last until the end of January. Or maybe the end of February if you're lucky. But you see, Jesus goes further than just expecting us to make New Year's resolutions. For the Christian. There is a reminder that Jesus offers us. And especially in the beginning of the year, it is good for us to take note of this. Jesus offers us the following a reminder that we are a different creature once we have put our faith in Him. Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Then you are a different creature. And it is more than just a reminder. Uh, from the point of the word of God, it is an insistence. Listen, you are a different creature. You are a new creature, a new creation. 2 Corinthians five seventeen says the following. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, to be in Christ means to believe in Jesus Christ, to put your trust in him as your Lord and your Savior. Have you done that? Is that a conviction in your heart? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Okay. It's important that you can answer that for yourself. And it says, if anyone, and anyone is a very deep word. Anyone means anyone. Because that's what anyone means. In other words, this verse is not for that guy. Or for that girl. Or for that nation. Or for that people group. No. It is for everyone. If you are someone, you are included in the everyone. (laughs) Okay? And so this promise is for you. You put your faith in Jesus Christ. He says he is a new creation. I'm going to come back to that word new just now. He's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. There is the word again. And so as we face a new year, Jesus offers us the chance and the choice. Please take note. They go together. Jesus gives you a chance, but you have a choice. We are given the chance And the choice to start afresh. The old things are passed away. 2022 is gone. Bye-bye. Whether you like it or not, it's gone. Whatever you could do in 2022 has been done. So it is gone. It's a new year. And so the old is gone. Old practices, old principles, old thoughts, all these things must become new. Now, listen carefully. There are some things that we did in 2022 which produced fruit, which were good. Some of you started some new things in 2022, some of you took some brand new steps in 2022. And those good things we must remember and we must retain. Test all things, says the word of God, and retain what is good. But we need to seriously take a look at 2022 and say, what did not work for me? What did not bring me closer to Jesus? What was not healthy for me and for those around me in 2022. And we have to look at those things and we have to leave them behind. Amen. So I want you to stop and consider today. Take some time today. Take some time this week and consider. What must you leave behind in 2022? <clears throat> what must you leave behind? Practices. Practices. Principles, thoughts, choices that you must leave behind. Consider, what new things must you cultivate in 2023? What new practices? What new thoughts? What new principles do you need to bring into your life? What new piece of information or what new skill are you working at or aiming to master this year? Now, think about it. You know, you guys, youngsters, while we you are in school, primary school, maybe high school, think about it. What, what subject in school are you going to, to tackle? Maybe you looked at last year and you didn't do so good in one or two subjects, but you know that you can do better there. Huh? So think about it. What are you going to do? What about at work? A new concept at work. It is so easy for us to get into a rut. You arrive at work and you know exactly what to do. You know exactly where you're gonna go in, we're gonna put your bag, you know, where you're gonna have your coffee, da da, 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 da and you into that routine. You can do it with your eyes closed. But you want a better year, but you want a different year. You, you know what one definition of madness is? Madness is to keep on doing the same things, expecting different results. Hello? Madness is to keep on doing the same things, expecting different results. But we are not mad, are we? No. We've got the mind of Christ. Huh? Huh? so stop and what is it at school at work what is it that you can change what new things and, and, and this doesn't come about just by, by sitting and thinking yes you got to sit and you got to think but above all you got to sit and you got to praise you got to pray to God you got to praise all this, God illuminate my mind guide me help me to see what I don't see help me to see what is not obvious to me Maybe you need to talk to some people. Maybe you need to read a bit more this year. But consider what new piece of information, what concept at work. Maybe some of you need to learn a new app on your phone. I'm not talking about a new game. Or some stupid thing to waste your time. I'm talking about something that can be useful to you. That can make you more efficient, more effective. That can remind you of stuff. And help you to achieve things. <laughs> for some of you, your goal might be to learn how to use a phone like this. <laughs> Those of you a little bit older, you know. <laughs> how do you use this thing? That you can communicate and integrate with people a bit more and become aware. <laughs> what is that new skill? Huh? What about the new cooking technique? And that goes for men and women. Uh, That sounds good, eh? That's it, yeah, all right. Uh, That's always a welcome one. Come on. Some new cooking. Oh, but I'm such a good cook. I know. How about something different? Let's let's try something new. Because there again, as time goes by, we get used to those things that we like to do, that we're good at, and then we stay there. Let's try something new in all areas of our life. And now, I'm talking about new, 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 but in that verse, 2 Corinthians, it says if, everyone, if anyone is a new, those in Christ are a new creation, all things become new. Twice in that verse, the word new is used. And the Greek word for new in that verse is the word kainos. Now, kainos, it means recently made, it means fresh, It means recent. It means unused, unknown, unprecedented, uncommon, and novel. In other words, new is not referring to new in age. It's not young or new in age. It is something completely different. So when you come to Christ, you become a different creature, something unprecedented, something that not exist before. Now, come on. Before Jesus Christ came, there was no such thing as new birth. There was no such thing as direct relationship with God. Come on. The people had to go to the temple, they had to sacrifice and so on. The priests had to mediate between God and the people. People had no direct access to God. The Holy Spirit of God, the anointing of God, only came upon certain people, only upon certain officers at certain times. The king, the prophet, the priest, those categories had access to the Holy Spirit, and He wasn't there all the time out, it came upon him at certain times. <laughs> but to the coming of Jesus. With his burial, death, burial, resurrection, with the coming of the Holy Spirit, you and I have a direct access to God. It's a new thing, never existed before. And when you come to Jesus, that thing happens in you, happens on the inside. Your spirit gets connected to the spirit of God and you are a different being. Here's the problem though. When people look at you, they don't see the difference. Because in my spirit gets connected with God, the color of my eyes don't change. My gray hairs don't go away. (laughs) Why? Because the change is on the inside. It's a spiritual thing. So here's the challenge. Paul is saying then to his hearers that You are this new, unprecedented, uncommon creation. The old is gone. The old ways of thinking, of doing, of acting, of speaking, that is gone. And then he declares the arrival of a new creation. He declares it twice. And part of being this new creation, listen to me, part of being this new creation Is learning how to be this new creation. Come on. It doesn't happen overnight. I committed my life to Christ years ago. Guess what? I'm still learning. And this year, this year, 2023, I still have to learn. And there are some things about this new creation that I have to learn how to live by that. And so do you. You see, it doesn't matter how long you've known Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We are all being changed. Our aim is to become more and more like Jesus in character. Learn about his personality. Think like he thinks. Speak like he speaks. Act like he acts. Behave like he would behave if he was in your place. You and I know that we are far from that. And and there are situations in life which really push the envelope, push you and you behave completely the opposite of what you're supposed to behave. And that's why I say, you are a new creation. But we are still in the process of learning to be this new creation. So what I'm saying to you is this, guys. As we turn the page of a new year. Of the calendar. Let's turn a page in our lives. And commit ourselves. This year. 2023. Let's be serious before God. And says, God help me in one or two areas in my life. To become. More like this new creation. Amen. To become. More like this new creation. There are always things to learn. What is it that God is speaking to you about? But you see, it's not going to happen again automatically. Paul says you must work out our salvation. In other words, God brings a change. He connects us to him in our spirit. That's the most inner part of man. But then you've got your soul, your mind, your thinking, your feeling, your choosing. And then you've got your body, the outer part here okay, that we, we see. That salvation which came inside, that new creation which became real in your spirit, must start working itself out. How? Begins with your thinking process. Allowing your thoughts to line up with the word of God. Allowing the word of God to guide the choices you make. And when your thoughts and your choices begin to align up with the word of God, your feelings will begin to change as well. Come on. The things that you enjoyed back then, all of a sudden are not so lucky anymore. Hmm? What used to give you pleasure there, you realize, "Oh, oh, it is not so good. It's actually bad for me, for my health, and for those around me. And above all, it's insulting to God. Some of those words which you could use here and were so descriptive and it, you realize, oh, 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 wait a minute. If I'm going to reflect Jesus Christ, I I I better say those same things in different terms. Hello? And so things begin to change. And I wish I could say that everything changes for the better but it doesn't always change for the better we often speak oh we we use the term scales far from our eyes like when paul begins his scales from his eyes um you see when you become a christian your eyes are open to see things you didn't see before and so when you look at the world and, and you see the sin, the sin that's going on, when you see that people are so far from God, when you see what the devil is doing in the world, it begins to affect you, not in a nice way. It can hurt you. It can concern you. It can worry you. Hello? Sometimes the world can turn against you when they see what you're standing for what you're believing in. And so it's not always lacquer. There are wonderful things, wonderful, you know, sensing the Lord, but there are also some very practical difficulties when this happens. And that is when <laughs> becoming this new creation, that's where, where, where the rubber bites the toe. Am, am I going to remain faithful? Because sometimes when we see what's going on in the world, it seems unbearable. Will this ever change? The answer is yes, but not yet. The ultimate change will come when Jesus returns. And that is our expectation. We're having communion today. And part of communion is celebrating the fact that he came, he died, he rose again. But that he's going to return. Hallelujah. And and so this change in our thinking, in our soul is very important. We are working out our salvation. And then it flows out in their body. By our actions, by our deeds, by how we carry ourselves. So folks, it is a challenge for us to become a new creation. We are new creations learning to live like new creations. We go to Psalm 40 verse 3. This is a little different aspect now. And this is David speaking, Psalm 40, verse 3. He says, he, God, has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. So David is excited. He says, God has put a new song in his mouth. He's praising our God. And, and because of his praise and because of what God has done in his life, he says many will, will see this or hear about it and will come to know God. Now, <laughs> David wrote this psalm. After being delivered of some terrible situation, it doesn't say what it is, but it was in danger of being overwhelmed or overcome by this trouble, whatever it was. But God delivered him, and now he has a song in his mouth. Let me read to you the, the, the verses around this one. I, I read excuse me, bless uh, verse uh, 3. But let me read you from verse 1 to 4. It says, uh, Psalm of David, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and he heard my cry. Now listen to this. Says, he also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. Listen to what he says here. Whatever the situation was, he felt as if he was in a horrible pit. So David says, he brought me out of a horrible pit. This guy is in a pit. He's in the dumps. He doesn't know how to get out. He can't get out. Remember Joseph in the pit when his brothers threw him in the pit? He couldn't get out. He's stuck in the pit. Not only that, he says, out of the miry clay. Not only is it a pit, but the spit is so muddy and this clay at the bottom, the guy struggles to stand up. Have you ever tried walking in mud? In real mud? I have as a kid. I used to love to go and, and, and do things out of mud and, and to try. I remember falling many times. I still remember the pain. Ooh, bah. In, 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 in muddy clay, it's difficult to stand because you, know, you slip all the time. And that's what, how David felt. He, he was in this hopeless situation in the spit, slipping and sliding and falling. He felt, that's it, I'm finished. But he says, but God, he took him out of the pit and he put him on a rock from the pit to a rock from miry clay to, he says, established my steps. So from slipping and sliding to be firm and from the pit to a rock from below to above, from slippery to established That's what God wants to do through us and in us. Being a new creation means going from the pit to the rock, going from the miry clay to established. Where in your life this year do you need to be established? Where in your life this year do you need to go from a pit to a rock? From the bottom to the top? from slip and slide to being firm and solid you see what god did for david he can do for you because why he is the same yesterday today and forever what he did for david he can do for you and so david says let's put a new song in my mouth and praise to our god many will see it and then he says blessed is that man or woman Who makes the Lord his or her trust and does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Mm, 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 mm. So he says, what must you do if you want to go from the pit to the rock, from the slippery to the established? We must fear the Lord. Make the Lord his trust. Put our trust in the Lord. Not, he says... The proud now come on how many people around us they are in positions of authority in so many areas and they are proud they are arrogant and they are liars but people follow them even Christians it is amazing Come on, guys, you guys are in school. Why is it that sometimes the most popular boy or the most popular guy in school is arrogant, is proud, is big mouth, is a bully? And they have those little followers. "Ah, Always following them. ah," And bullying everybody else. Be careful. Judgment is going to come upon those people. But our eyes must be on the Lord. Keep your eyes on the Lord. No matter in school or out of school. And God will honor you. You're going to have to face some difficulties. But put your trust in the Lord. And He will take you from the bottom to the top. From the slip and slide to the established. Because you trust the Lord. Amen? Mm, mm. Turning the page... To a new calendar doesn't mean that our previous year's concerns or troubles are magically gone. I wish it was. I wish that when it goes from 22 to 23, boom, all debt is canceled. Ah, You know, and don't have to pay anything. No, 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 no. It continues. Some of the concerns will continue this year. We have to understand that. However, it does mean that we can have a fresh start, a fresh outlook. For what God has for us each and every day. And of course, as we turn the pages of scripture. And that's the most important turning we have to do this year. And we have to keep on doing it. Turning the pages of scripture. We will find hope and our place in the larger story of God. Listen, God's story includes us if we will allow ourselves to be included in his story. He's not going to push himself on us. He's not going to force himself on us. He invites us. And we've mentioned so many times this before here. Love does not impose. Love invites. So God invites us to be part of his story. And you're going to find that out by turning the pages of scripture. Making the Lord our trust means, amongst other things, spending time regularly in the word of God, in the Bible. Committing to turning the pages of the Bible. Committing to reading it, applying it, and doing it. Reading the word. Okay, God, how can I apply this to my life? Oh, like this? Now let's go and do it. <laughs> and that will be life-changing. As believers, we are gifted with the manual on how to know God. manual called the Bible. All right, Some of you have it in book form. I've got it in this format because in this format I can have a whole bunch of translations in a whole bunch of languages right here. Maybe that's one of the apps you need to learn to use this here if you don't use it yet. Hello? Easy to spend time with the Word of God. Like this. That is believers who are gifted with a manual on how to know God. But you know the problem with manuals most people don't read them. We get our plans, we dive right in, rip things off and start pressing buttons and I'm going to use this. (laughs) Some manuals start with the words, now that you've tried your way, try ours. (laughs) Unfortunately, many believers, they treat the Bible like many people treat manuals. Only as needed. When the pope eats the fan, where's my Bible? (laughs) I need scripture. Come on guys. Let us commit this year to turning the pages of scripture on a regular basis. Just like you eat regularly food for your body, eat regularly food for your spirit and for your soul. Amen? Amen? All right, I'm going to ask the Ashes to distribute the communion cups. We're going to have communion just now as I continue and close this message. So this year, make it a priority to know more about God, about his story, and about your part in it. And of course, as you get to know God, you will get to know more about yourself and more about your future too. And that's why, like I said, we're going to spend some time this year just uh, spending time getting to, to know, thank you very much, getting to, to know and, and, and a bit, We spend a bit more time trying to understand the storyline and the history line of the Bible so that we don't get discouraged. There's been such an increase in the last couple of years in global tragedies be it in natural disasters, be it in financial, be it in politics, being in wars and rumors of wars and so on, that one can get a little bit concerned and worried. But if you know scripture, there's a settling inside because you know what is going on. You understand. You can discern what is going on. And like never before, brothers and sisters, we need to discern the times you're living in. And so we are going to spend time digging a lot more into this So, so that you understand your part in God's story as you get to know God you'll get to know about more about yourself and about your future too you'll get to know his will for your life and there is nothing that brings more joy and peace than knowing that you are in the will of God at any given time in your life there's so much peace so much joy Maybe things are not going the way you want them to go. Maybe things are not going all that well, but you know that you are in God's will. And that brings a sense of comfort, a sense of hope, and you're able to travel through that season in your life. We are going to share in communion today. You're being distributed the communion cups right now. And if you're watching from home, please get your, your bread and your grape juice ready for communion presently. And as you are taking part in communion at the beginning of this year, let us remember. Remember that communion is what? It's a memorial. It's, it's to help us to remember. Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. It's to remember what he did and to remember what he's going to do. He says, do this in remembrance of me until I return. And so every time we have communion, we are remembering his death. Burial, resurrection, ascension, is reign. And you're remembering that he's going to return. Hallelujah. So it's a memorial and a prophetic action. And so as we do this, let us remember that Jesus gave his life so that you and I could have new life on this earth. We could be these new creatures, these brand new things. That didn't exist before. Amen. So it could be new creations in this life on earth. And of course, we could have the eternal life when we see him face to face. Communion is a covenant meal that Jesus made with us. And of course, Jesus is faithful and he never changes. So this morning, let us renew our commitment to the new covenant. Commitment to turn the pages of Scripture regularly to get to know His will and His ways. Amen? Commitment. To become who He has called us to become. Sometimes it's easy just to settle on, I've given my life to Jesus, I'm going to heaven, yay. But we never allow the process to continue. Jesus says we must become disciples who make disciples. So we are called and invited to help others come to know the Lord. We are invited to help the church to grow. Amen. We are invited to be ministers of the gospel to others. So let us embrace that. Let us commit ourselves to become. Everything has called us to become disciples who make disciples. And also let's, as we take communion today, make a commitment to serve Him more passionately. Amen? At church, at home, at school, at our place of work, wherever God leads us. Remember, we are His people. We are called to bring glory to His name, to serve Him. And so let us commit ourselves to serve him more passionately. Not just do something to something off a list. But do it passionately for his glory. Amen. Come let us stand up and get ready for communion. Amen. Let us pray. Father we thank you Lord for the fruit of the ground. This piece of bread which reminds us of the body of Christ. Which was put upon the cross for us you took upon your body Lord our sickness, our diseases and so this morning Lord we remember what you've done for us your body was broken that we could be one body in Christ and so we pray for the unity of the body today Lord God not just in this church but we pray for your church across the world, help us to love one another and be one body I pray, Father, that as we take this bread today, I pray for healing, my God. Not just for those who are here, Father, but those maybe watching online and those people that we know that are on our prayer lists, Lord, people in the hospital, people that are at home that need a touch of healing. In Jesus' name, Lord, we speak forth healing in Jesus' name, Lord, as you are reminded of what you did on the cross, taking upon your body our sicknesses and diseases, Lord. And so we thank you for this bread, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Take and eat. Lord, we thank you for the fruit of the vine. This wine that reminds us of the blood of Jesus. Shed for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you were the ultimate sacrifice. That you did not come just to cover our sins but that you came to take away the sins of the world lord and therefore because of what you did because of what this cup reminds us because of your blood lord jesus my brothers myself my sisters lord everyone who puts their faith in you lord god we can stand clean before the lord because you've taken our sins away that thing which was against us, Lord, you've, you've nailed it to the cross. And we can stand before God and call him Abba, Father, Daddy. Hallelujah. And so, Lord, we thank you for the forgiveness of sins, Lord God. Help us to exercise the same forgiveness to those who have sinned against us, Lord. And help us to enjoy your love and your forgiveness. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Take and drink. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, brothers and sisters, praise God. Amen. Let's turn the page of our calendars. Let's turn the page of our life. And let's turn the pages of scripture so we can live out the new life which Jesus got for us at calvary amen let's close eyes and close in prayer so we thank you for this time together lord i pray that the seed of your word has fallen in good ground i declare father everyone here present those watching online those listening to this message lord we are good soil for your word lord allow your word to grow and bear fruit in our lives hallelujah and so now may the love of god the Father. The grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit remain upon each one of us. New creatures in Christ as we learn to be those new creatures in Christ until Jesus returns. Amen and amen. God bless you. Have a great day and see you again next week. Amen. Hallelujah.